Hi, I'm Matt Randall. And I'm Laurie Dune, and this is FinOps Cast. Nope. See, no, it's not. See, How do you get it ah, wrong? See, you're what fired. is it? That's it. It's you're FinOps out. Podcast. See? FinOps Cast. Just pod. FinOps Pod. FinOps Pod, not FinOps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. FinOps Pod. Let's try it again. It's, Take two. And this is FinOps Pod. All right. Hi, I'm Matt Randall. And I'm Lori Dune, and this is FinOps Pod. I'm just you mm-hmm, through me. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Stacey Case, and I'm Joe Daly. And this spin up. This spin up pod. That was a little. It was a little think, much. You know what? I think I'm a little much for people most of the time. It's just like this like podcast. That. We're just a little too much sometimes. Yeah, it's pod. It's a little much. <laughs> okay. Hey, Joe. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a minute, but you know, summer does that to us, right? People take holidays. Yeah. All of you, hopefully, are out taking great holidays and vacations. But we have some good content from the archives that never got published, right? That's true. And on that note, I'm just going to put it out there, folks. Next summer, July and August, no podcasts are going to come out. I always try to. This is second summer in a row we're doing this podcast. And July and August, there's so much going on. It's the summertime and we go on vacations too. And we're recovering from FinOpsX and planning for the next six to 12 months. So, you know, next year, just expect the summer off. I apologize for the breaks between the episodes, but yeah, this is an interview. I actually recorded it back in early April and, you know, we got busy and things. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, good. I have this still. And it, it was actually recorded so long ago that both people that were on the interview have completely brand new jobs at different companies now um, because they are very good and very successful at what they do. And they had new great opportunities ahead of them. And they went and took that. But this is an interview with Matt Randall and Lori Dune formerly from a company called OCLC that's based here in the Columbus, Ohio region. And you've probably never heard of OCLC, but you've probably interacted with their systems. And they'll explain that in the interview later. So what is the premise of this interview? Why did you like it so much that you're like, we need to make sure this gets on, even though it's it's been a few months? What is it about this interview that you did with them that was so special? How did it even come about? Right. So back in March, I went to a local tech conference. Here's a plug, folks. Go support your local communities. You know, spread the FinOps message there and bring back knowledge from what you learn at those events. It was a local conference here in Columbus, Ohio, and they were focusing on FinOps. I did a talk. A bunch of other community, local communities did a talk. And Lori and Matt did a talk. Matt leads the IT operations division and Lori worked in finance, and they actually presented on their collaboration, not just that it's important to collaborate, but how the collaboration started and how they grew their collaboration. And it was just such a great talk that halfway through, I texted them saying, hey, let's get this on FinOps Pod. And so we just got the conversation going shortly thereafter and, you know, let it age like a fine wine for a few months. (laughs) 
and it's good because it is about the collaboration. It's not just like collaborate. It's how they collaborated and how they built upon that collaboration. And I like this because when we're talking, you said that Lori was a senior manager in finance and that Matt was the executive director of operations and technology. So Correct. they're coming from two totally different areas and having to work together. Specifically, we're talking about FinOps, but I think that's timely. So is this like exploring like those motivations that got them talking or the frustrations, the successes? What can we expect from this? What I particularly love about their message is that, yes, there are technological ways to do collaboration better. You know, you can have certain software that you're using, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they use that. They have technology and really cool things. But when it all boils down to at the end of the day is conversation mm -hmm. and how to have that conversation and how to approach that conversation that just seems irreplaceable. And so those motivations and having humility, at one point, Matt says, you have to be humble because it, otherwise you may be like, why are you asking me this stupid question when it's just that's super valuable information for that person, completely different perspective to have. So yeah, absolutely. And then you said, this is, just ties right in our persona training. I know. I don't try to ever really plug the training on the podcast. But this is very timely because earlier this summer, we did release five different FinOps persona trainings. And that was the purpose of that as well. If you didn't have somebody internally that you felt comfortable enough coming and asking these questions to, this is kind of like, how do you get started? So if you are a finance person, how do you learn what are some of the motivations of those other roles of people that are doing the FinOps practice within your organization, whether full-time or those adjacent roles, what are their motivations? And then kind of to even what Matt was saying, like, if you're a finance person, there's some things that they just roll off the top of your head when it's a finance term. And, and when someone comes and asks you, you're kind, you might say like, well, why are they asking that? But truly, if you're an engineering or product, you might not know what an EBITDA is. Like, things like that. It's important to understand what are the... Thank you. Thank you. I pulled that finance term out of my back pocket. It's important not only to know the like the motivations or why people might be asking you questions or what their goal is, but also to understand what are some of the terms that they use so you can have these conversations and open that up. So I'm really excited to listen to Lori and Matt talk about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I'm excited that this is a nice tie into this persona training so people are interested too, but it's exciting to hear real life experiences and stories of why this is so important and how your FinOps practices need in order to get that organizational alignment in order to grow it's important that that we start doing this and we start having these communications we start collaborating um, with each other and also there's a great side message from this is i mean i recorded this so long ago that the elephant in the room while i was editing it is that neither matt or Lori are in those roles anymore and to them my bad <laughs> Sorry, it took so long. However, they've both gone on to great opportunities. And I think the message in that is that the more you can collaborate in a valuable way, and you'll hear it, it's a very valuable way that they collaborate. That's good for everyone. That that builds opportunities. Success, you know, isn't like, oh, I got all the success. It's it was shared success, and they both have great opportunities in front of them that this experience helped them build on. 
So cool. that is cool. All right. Well, hey, let's stop talking and let them listen to other people that are smarter than us. Yeah. Let's let those people talk. Yeah, that's cool. All right. I'm Matt Randall. I'm the Executive Director of Operations and Technology here at OCLC. And I'm Lori Dune, and I am a Senior Manager in Finance at OCLC, and my team supports the technology organization. And for those people who do not live in Columbus, Ohio, can you explain what OCLC is? Because it's likely they've been engaging with OCLC without even realizing it. That is true. And OCLC is a library software development company. We also have the world's largest bibliographic database. So likely if you visit a library, your librarian at least has interacted with OCLC. Or if you've asked to borrow a a book or some material from a different library than the one you're in, you've probably used OCLC services to find out who has that material that you're looking for. I think that's pretty cool. A pretty cool company. I saw you both last month at a local event and I did a presentation. Some other FinOps Foundation community did a presentation and you both did a presentation and I really enjoyed your presentation. I thought it was fantastic. Immediately I sent Lori a note saying, hey, can you do the same thing on the podcast? Uh, Because I really enjoyed your perspectives on it. A lot of the things registered with my experience back when I was a practitioner. Matt, you started the presentation. Kick off what your story was. It was so good. Yeah, it's interesting. We tend to focus a lot around, uh, we talk about the practice of FinOps and everybody has a maturity level and everybody talks about the crawl, walk and run and where they're at, but nobody talks about what happens when you're in the middle of doing business as you're adopting those practices, right? That's a lot. And so part of our conversation was being humble and saying, hey, we, OCLC, we're in the process of getting to cloud. So creating a product that we had here, moving it to a cloud, adopting a FinOps practice as we're in it. Lori was championing that, that model and how we were going, but the business was still moving. And you can't always just stop business to say, hold on, we need to take a year and learn a, a new model or a new way of, of doing things. So we wanted to talk about our journey and part of our journey was what we called our sandbox. So we had a product set that we had on site where customers could come in and they could play in our sandbox and use our products and services and, and figure out how things work and interact with what we do on the daily and was on premise here in our data centers. And we wanted to move it to a cloud because we thought number one, it'd be a great way to introduce cloud to us. And number two, it would be a great way to figure out where are we in our maturity model and how things are going to work and how do we develop going forward? So that's the story that we started with. Right. And and one of the things you said, and I, I started chuckling to myself was a lot of people's first strategy when they're doing a cloud migration is thinking that the value comes from moving to the cloud as fast as possible. Like, right. 
get into the cloud, fix it later. Seeing what the results are of that, I chuckle to myself because I've lived that before as well. Yeah, it's that nirvana that you're sold, right? About, hey, it's very easy to lift and shift. And if, don't you want to do that? Don't you want to get to the cloud and then learn and evolve and do all this great stuff? And quite frankly, there is a cost associated with that. And even the best laid practices, as we found out, we started down a process of we want to do this, but we're not going to exactly lift and shift it because we think we've, we've seen people get burned by that before. So let's be honest here. Let's put a new product in. We're going to we're gonna learn how we did it on-prem. We're going to do it over here in the cloud. And we went through a process of evaluating anything that you can imagine from a, a basic IT practitioner, you know, the size of it, how much storage, how much compute, how much networking is going to use, what do we think it's going to cost. We started with some of the basic calculators you could do in Amazon, all the things that we talk about as a practice from your basic, how do you crawl in a FinOps model? And we did. We built it there and we thought this was going to be great. And it wasn't. Just to be honest, it was more expensive than we thought. Best laid plans. All the IT staff, all the architects, all the people that have been used to doing it on-prem, built it, ran it, thought it, put it in the cloud. And then as we started to operate it, things got a little squirrely (laughs) cost-wise. That's where Lori comes in. So one thing I want to circle back to the beginning with, you said something in your presentation and I think you undersold what you did. So you migrated, you did a lift and shift. The costs start doing what costs do in a lift and shift and getting everyone's attention. Yes. And Lori, you said something about it when you stepped in and you're like, hey, these costs are really high. And then you made a comment. I can't remember exactly what it was, but you tied those costs directly to the revenue generated by it. Yes. said, these aren't generating revenue. And that is a very mature linkage to be able to make because I've never been able to be like, oh yeah, the revenue associated with these cloud costs are, is what X, Y, or Z, who knows that that's something that was really impressive to me. Well, there are costs that you can't tie back specifically to revenue generating things, but there are endeavors that we have gone into cloud with specific revenue targets. And when those don't happen, then you have to question do we stay here with this or how do we get these costs down so that we're not in the hole as much as we are? Yeah, we do have a few of those things that that we continue to monitor. And I show those graphs. I'm like, here's your revenue and here's only your AWS cost. I'm not even putting everything else in. (laughs) Here's just your AWS cost. So those things are easy for some things in AWS. This happened to be one of those. We have a few others and we keep tabs on that to see because there are some things that I see the AWS costs grow. Then I go check the revenue. I'm like, yeah, we have more customers and the revenue's growing. So it's all good. It might be more than we budgeted, but so's the revenue. We're on a good track. That's impressive. That pricked up my ears when you said that. I was like, wow, you could do that. It's really cool. <laughs> um, so Talk through like how you started this collaboration between finance and operations. How did you start that collaboration to gain efficiencies? My team was formed to support 
everything in the technology division. And that is where the partnership really began because we had to understand all the technology costs, not just AWS. So we really integrated, especially with Matt's organization, which is where most of the technology expense lies in in the company. So his team We relied heavily on them. Just something as simple as explain block storage versus file storage, even from an on-prem perspective. So then when we understood that, then when we get to AWS, we understand those concepts a little bit better so we can ask the the relevant questions in in the cloud as well as on-prem. So that's where the partnership started. And it was his people who actually introduced me to FinOps or sent me this FinOps link. Maybe you guys would be interested in this. And then the whole team joined the FinOps Foundation. Yeah, it all started from there. Pardon my interruption, folks. But that is such a cool idea. So I'm going to challenge you. Have you invited your colleagues to join or come to the FinOps Foundation? Maybe this is what can help you gain collaboration with them. So send them to us and make them FinOpers. FinOpers. So then we just started reporting more in depth. and, And I have the support of the CTIO, who's Matt's boss, and he depends on us in that way. So that that's been a great uh, impetus for it. And Matt, I have a similar background as Lori and where I go into IT and I have to ask a lot of questions. From an IT operations side, I know every time I asked a question, it wasn't always welcome. <laughs> what really helped gain traction between that collaboration of questioning and trying to learn and while at the same time, not slow operations down? Yeah, it it was interesting. So when I came into the organization, my background was very heavy in the consultative side in in nature and in even some pre-sales organizations. So I've watched what did and didn't work across a lot of global companies in my time. And when I got here, I was like, one of the things that we need to do with it is be more transparent with our business, right? You hear all the time the, the story about IT is a cost center and they're always a cost center. And that's, and part of this is helping my organization understand the value that they drive. So how is it what we do? How does it impact revenue? How does it impact our development cycles? How does it impact our finances? And so we started talking about the constructs of FinOps. And like Lori said, part of it was being open to my organization. Do you understand how to talk to your peers in the finance side? And how do we start to create this story that we can cater just a little bit better so that we're all very understanding of what we're doing? And it makes business just go so much easier. So as we started to have conversations of what's that mean in in the ops and tech space, they wanted more ownership of their budgets and more transparency in their budgets and the cost centers that they have. And so it just naturally led to, let's talk to Lori and her organization because they also want to know what the heck we're spending our money on. And so those conversations just naturally started to germinate and started to grow. And I, I think we're in a much better state now, not only from a how do we handle the cloud? That, that That's really maturing. But just how we do business in general, we used to talk about budgets once a year, get the budgets going. Here you go. Here's my list. And now it's an everyday conversation. And I think that makes it so much easier, especially when we have to go and talk to our leadership teams, our executive board. It, we are all on the same page every day. That's awesome. That's a real culture shift. When I joined uh, a company and I was trying to learn the culture of the IT organization and I'd be like, what about the business? What? And they're like, yeah, I work in a tech shop. Actually, 
actually you work for an insurance company. So trying to drive that right. linkage together is, yeah. So it sounds like a real culture change of, hey, see how you impact the business. And then that therefore connects and leads to collaboration with the business and with the finance partners to help be able to measure all that value. So that's really great. So you did your migration, you got into this space of collaboration and hard learning, and it's been a few years now. What does it look like now? From a information sharing point of view, it's really good. It's really good. And we, I think I even mentioned at the conference that there are pockets where you see more maturity in one space than maybe in another. And when it comes to this particular project that we did, they've been great. They keep me updated on what they're doing now that, you know, they have to form a new cluster so that they can migrate things from A to B. And they've already told me and we're going to be running hot and cost for the next three months until we have this built and we can get off of this and then that'll be the only one left. So, you know, I see my RDS cost increase when I look at the dashboard every day and I see what account it's in. And I'm like, I know that's that. And when three months is up, if it doesn't go down, they'll be hearing from me. I'm like, hey, you said you were going to be done. And if they're not done, they'll tell me a new date or they'll like, yes, it's going to be shut down within the next two weeks. And so then I watch and make sure that it shuts down in the next two weeks and the costs go down to where we thought they would. So that's been great. And we have people now that they're starting to understand who to talk to. And who needs to know what? And we still have a ways to go with some of that stuff. But I know we'll make progress every week. And that's uh, every month is it gets better. And it's never done. But it's never done. The interesting part you mentioned earlier about it slows down the business. So there's a perception that it's, it can slow down the business as you try to learn and explain. It's actually sped our business up, right? So once you get through that initial period of starting the conversations and level setting where each of you are... Now the conversations go a lot faster. So when we, we took a look at this, for example, we realized that what product told us was all of our customers are going to use this sandbox and it'll be amazing. So we put all this data out there for all of our customers. And then we realized, hey, who's actually using it? It's a subset of our customers currently. So let's scale that down. Let's do the data in a new form. So we've changed a lot of processes, not only from the tech side, or from the finance side, but our data team is changing how they stream data in, what data they keep there, how they keep it accurate, and then how do you adopt a new customer as they come in? So rather than just having all this stuff sitting there stale or not used, we can actually just, the second you flip a flag, we can add it and it goes. And it's a new pipeline. It's a new way of enablement. And we're all talking about it. So our business is actually sped up in those aspects now. That's awesome. Instead of having to build the entire pool for the community, you just build for the people who are using it and then right. figure out how to scale it from there efficient way. That's so true, Matt. Slow down just a second so you can speed up a little bit later. I remember trying to introduce the concept of tagging. Hey, we got to tag. <laughs> we have to tag. We have to label. And just the fury I got from some developers saying, you're just adding your bureaucracy, man. It's just like, no, I just need to see what's going on. Otherwise, right. we're going to have to stop and stop everything and figure out what things are later. So, yeah, that's a 100% truth right there. Oh, yeah, the tagging. That was part, big part <laughs> of this exercise. And, oh, my gosh, Matt, what was that? It was months of one person's time. 
I know. Yeah. To untangle this ball of yarn to identify everything. Yeah. That was a lesson in tagging early. Yeah. <laughs> that, yep, that's right yeah. There. That was one of the things I came in. I'm like, wow, we need to be a little bit more mature in our tagging. And everybody just looked at me. Oh, he said the word. I'm like, yeah, I did. I said it. It's out there. That's awesome. Save months of time. Tag to yeah, yeah. And it helps us to isolate our who to ask the question to as well. So I don't just throw out a wide net of, hey, this account's got a lot of stuff going on. I feel like I help the engineers not take up so much of their time. I can ask them more specific and pointed questions and they don't have to just dig down through the mud to find the answer to my question. This is a lovely conversation. Is there anything else that you want to share with uh, the FinOps pod audience? I think for me, it, it's don't be afraid to be humble and collaborative, right? We get so busy in our daily lives and our day, like the, I'm the tech person. She's the bin person. You forget about the different perspectives of all the different facets of an organization that it takes to actually make a product and sell it. And the more that you take the time to understand those perspectives, to level set where people are and to be humble when you do or don't know something, it, like I said, it will speed the process up. Everybody will go on a journey together and don't be afraid to say, Hey, we're at the crawl stage. We're just starting to walk. Maybe it's a little bit of a wobble more than a walk, <laughs> but that's okay. And we're learning this together and we're going on this journey together, but we know that by doing it this way we're going to get to run faster versus what we were doing before, which was everybody on their individual journeys and getting upset when somebody asked you a question, like, why would you ask me that stupid question? Well, forget that they don't know that perspective. It's not a stupid question. And I think it's helped our relationships. It's helped how we talk to our executive staff. And that's for me, that's the biggest lesson learned is be humble and be collaborative. I think for me, the, the biggest lesson I've learned just over the past year is to not compare yourself so much to others and other organizations as to look at your own journey through FinOps to see how you've matured. I was always so intimidated by anyone and anything. When I went to the conference last year, I was like, oh my gosh, these people have it together. And I've found out that maybe not, or they got it together through trial and error and from just brute force trying. And that's what we just keep pushing along. And my journey is probably not unlike anyone else's. The context is different, maybe on a smaller scale. I think comparing us to Nationwide and what they have going on and what you did there and Ursula, wow, we're nowhere near. I know what you guys have prepared there, but we've done well for what we have and our size. Yeah, you can't compare yourself to what other people are doing because what's valuable for you now or what's valuable for you later is completely different model for different folks. So very true. Matt, Lori, thank you so much. Fantastic session. Loved having this conversation with you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for yeah, having thank us. You. Hi, I'm Keith Hism, Certified FinOps Pro, and I too was at the conference where Matt and Lori presented. 
I remember Joe gave a presentation on the state of FinOps survey results and total joke that didn't get a laugh and he scolded us for not laughing. Somehow that won the audience over. I was ready to boo him, but didn't want to be the one who started it. I love the message of collaboration in this episode. When it comes to FinOps, we're all in this together. Don't forget Stacy's challenge. Increase collaboration at your company and encourage your colleagues to join the FinOps Foundation. Send them to finops.org and turn them into FinOpers or even Finoptonauts. A big thank you to Matt Randall and Lori Dune for sharing their story with our local community in Columbus and again here on FinOps Pod. Thanks to Stacy Case for always being so energetic, starting off the podcast, and to Joe Daly for producing it. However, I think it's fair to say he should be producing them faster. Let's go. That's it for this episode. Until then, keep on FinOpsing.